Hello and welcome to The Witch Source. I am Whitney and here with me I have Priestess Serona Rose. Hello and welcome. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for joining today. Uh, we're having a little bit of difficulty so we might end up just getting the recording later on Facebook um, but we should be a go on uh, YouTube right now and of course on the podcast people will and download and listen to that. So um, tell us a little bit about, well, let's just start off with where are you at now? You're Arc Priestess and tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, I was in the process of hiving out of my coven. I was trained in the European Celtic tradition of the craft of Wiki. Uh, people in the States call it Wicca. Um, but it's the craft, and we we lost our high priestess, so it all fell in my lap. So I've mm -hmm. taken that over, okay. and we are working at doing a lot of things uh, in her honor. Um, her name was Rain Dove, High Priestess Rain Dove, and she did a lot for the pagan community, especially. Um, in Texas, she did a lot for the animal community and really mm. helped out. She started a, um, a festival for the animals and did that and really brought a lot of awareness and teaching children as well how to take care of animals because people are not taught. I mean, children are not taught how to care, properly care for animals. So she was a really... Um, enthusiastic about teaching other children to do that, but she loved the craft. Her heart and soul was the craft. And um, so here we are. <laughs> so um, how did you get started on your magical path? What was your introduction to magic, let's say? Well, you know, I guess I can just about like everybody. I've always known I was different, you know, that's kind of like the, the thing to say, but it sounds so cliche, but it's the truth because we all know we're different from a young age. I received my first tarot deck when I was 17. Oh, wow. And, you know, and, and at the time it was uh, my boyfriend. He bought it for me for my birthday and mm -hmm. it was the writer deck and it was awesome. But, you know, even before that, as a little kid, we're outside, we're mixing our potions and making this and making that i lived in the woods the woods was was my home and um you know when i was eight <laughs> when i was eight i even told my mother i was a witch which wasn't good when we when you're raised in a southern baptist family home so but anyway um my grandmother was gifted and we're scott irish and i am native american as well so we have a lot of mixture stuff that I saw growing up as a child. Now, of course, I had the regular books we find as teenagers, black magic and all this stuff. And, right. Um, Got to get our hands on all of this kind of supernatural stuff because it's so fantasized by Hollywood, you know. Right. Um, and I kind of went away from it because, well, I got married and had a child and then my husband at the time joined the military and then off we were to Germany. And at that time we did not have computers. I'm giving right. my 
give him my age away, but we didn't have it. So it was really hard to find information. You really had to dig. And it was over in Germany, I saw the book, The Celestian Prophecy. And it was when it first came out and I was like, there's people like me. There's really people like me out there, not just in my family, but out there. So it, it went from there. Eventually I found myself in Seattle, Washington, where I opened up to everything. And then by the early 2000s, I found myself in Savannah, Georgia, where I began going to the witch meetups, the pagan meetups, the tarot meetups and all that stuff. And, and you know, meeting people in the community and got to help out when the first pagan, Savannah Pagan Pride Day happened. And that was in 2000, 2003 timeframe. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And um, the lady that did that, uh, she did wonderful. Um, Adriana, she did a wonderful job bringing that. And it's still going on in Savannah now. So, you know, it just kind of developed. I walked on my solitary path for about 15 years. And I studied with other traditions. I studied with, um, of course, Gardnerians. Studied with Gardnerians, Alexandrians. Um, I studied with the Welsh, with the uh, Dinian men. Um, I studied with, with different ones. And I learned from them. I actually, you know, physically did ritual with them, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and within that, I got my start down at um, Autumn meat in Florida. So I mean, yeah, I've been there. I've been in this 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 um world for a while. And um it was about six years ago I was at a Savannah Pagan Pride and um I was doing readings there and that's when I met my high priestess and then I soon joined the coven and I, I just felt home. I felt home. Wonderful. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, it's, it's so hard to wrap up very quickly because it's like, you know, it's yeah. 20 years. That's 20 years you're talking about. And there's a lot of stuff that happened there. I've met a lot of wonderful people that have taught me a lot of things along the way. And um, I just didn't know what to do with them. You know, it's like I have all these tools. I have all these pots and pans, but I don't know how to cook. And that's right. kind of how I felt. I was missing the foundation and when I started in the traditional training that's when I gained my foundation and it really changed my life it really helped me learn to focus and and to to work in that to really work that energy and understand that it's not supernatural it's natural so <laughs> right exactly exactly mm -hmm. very much uh based in nature and the cycles and the yeah. changings and the um yeah. You can see it. You can find it in that. You can smell it. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I knew that spring was going to be here because I walked outside on my porch and I could smell the pine sap. And I knew that, okay, I started taking allergy medicine then, but I just didn't catch it <laughs> quick enough. So um, now our, our cars, I live on in coastal Georgia. So um, I live down here where it's nice and hot all the time. And, you know, there's just a sheet of yellow on all of our vehicles now. So. Oh, wow. Already. Yeah. Already. But this wow. nice yes, warm bring us <laughs> Life is abundant here. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, can you, are you willing to share um, one of your 
most magical experiences um, in, in, you know, either as like a, a child or um, in a setting and it's something that you can share. I know there's some things that you probably can't. But. Yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of um, a lot of things that that happen. It's just like, oh my goodness. Um, some of one of the things that I would like to touch on, and I wasn't going to say anything about it, but I'm feeling pulled to talk about this. So maybe somebody needs to hear this. So um, I'm feeling pulled to talk about uh, two years ago. Um, and this was during when I was still in, um, I was still in, you know, going through a little bit of training at that time. And um, I was fixing to get ready to be initiated again. And um, I had surgery that went bad and I ended up getting septic. So oh, wow. I was in the hospital for almost a month. And it was a really hard time because you go into that liminal space. Mm. I ended up, uh, my kidneys crashed. I ended up having dialysis and all the blood transfusions and all that stuff. So I went into this liminal space where it was the in-between. And many people will call that the initiation of the underworld. And you go through this and you see things. It's like the world is upside down. And you see things in a slightly different way. And you're explained things in a different way. And it all made sense to me because I knew what I was seeing. You know, there's a lot of people that go through these spiritual experiences like this and they don't understand what that is and they don't understand how to communicate what they're seeing and by that they they misinterpret the whole the whole situation they think maybe it's evil or it's wrong or it's bad but this is a point to where we have to think about the goddess Inanna how she descended into the underworld and, you know, there's also, you know, we hear the Persephone also going into the underworld, but more, um, I lean more towards Inanna. Um, Inanna descended into that underworld and she was stripped away from everything that she thought defined her as a, as this, this priestess, this, you know, a goddess, you know, um, the daughter of of the moon god you know <laughs> so she was stripped away from all of that and she was hung you know for three days and realizing that short sweetness in between life and death and how that can how bittersweet that can be and then she was resurrected and that's that's the that's the simple part of it but you know, and through that, she went through the seven chakras and doing that clearing. So there's so much deep meaning in that. And for doing that, those people that are out there, because I hear people talk and I see people post and I'm like, I don't just jump in there and take over. You don't do that. But 
you know, people need to understand when they go through these spiritual things, it's, it's okay to seek out people that are seasoned in the field and not to fear teachers. There's a big fear on teachers and I get it because I was there and, um, you know, there's, there's rights you have, there's questions you can ask, but to go to someone that's seasoned and, and kind of help figure it out, I'm not saying that, you know, go dedicate yourself to a coven. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying get some guidance so you know where you are. So it won't, it will not take you into that dark place of depression and whatnot. Mm. To have that explained, it goes into psychology, it goes into our psychology and stuff that, you know, Carl, Carl Jung spoke highly about. Right. And, yeah. uh, but that, that is one. And, um, what was your biggest takeaway from that experience? Well, some of that I can't talk about, but. From that experience, I've learned how precious life is, how fleeting it is, right, and how much BS there is in this world. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like how to make something, you know, have something so simple and try to make it so absolutely complicated. Right. <laughs> like, um, but you know, there's there's a lot of that that you. It's like People, you know, you wouldn't understand on the outside. But the big takeaway is one of just realizing that there's more here than just illusions that may be presented before our eyes. There's depth. There is depth. And sometimes you have to go diving a little bit. Um, but it's worth exploring. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um... Do, is there another um, magical experience or moment that you can share that made you sure of your direction and moving forward with the craft? Well, I kind of always, I've always had things present themselves. Like, for example, when I moved up to North Carolina for a little bit, I was living down in Savannah. And my husband at the time had got a job up in North Carolina. So we moved up there. And the whole time I was up there, I was in these classes. And <laughs> I got ordained. <laughs> I had to go to a class and get ordained because at that time in North Carolina, they did not honor online ordination. And I had also received my Reiki master. So um, in order to perform Reiki in the state of North Carolina at that time, you had to be ordained. So you see how that went hand in hand. Right. So I did that. I did shamanic work. I did shamanic healing work. I um, studied with a wonderful shaman out of uh, Greensboro. I can't even think of her name right now. I was trying to look her up just to see where she's at, you know, find that old email and look it up. That's been years ago. And then I did the wise women tradition. So it's always been places that I go to. It's like these things fall in my lap. And this is okay, okay. So as soon as I got all of that done up there, I got all those classes done under my belt. So I'm making my own shampoo. I'm making my own soap. You know, I'm making my mayonnaise. And, you know, the kids, I mean, the kids would make butter and, you know, stuff like that. Um, then we had, we ended up breaking up and I ended up moving back to Savannah where I took another course and I went a different way and found me here. <laughs> so 
and that got me more into that. So I feel like I've always been that way. You know, you just, you're, you're pulled to it. And when you're called, you know, my path isn't for everybody. And, and I get that. I get it. Uh, the priestess path is a very hard path. And sometimes you want to throw a temper tantrum and run away screaming. And other times you just, your breath is wiped away from you because you're watching all, you're watching your students and just kind of light up because of the knowledge that they're, it's like they did it. It's like, I'm not, I can't give you anything that's just going to answer every question for you, but I can give you the tools to get there. Right. And when you get yourself there, and when you do, it's absolutely beautiful to watch that process, to watch someone grow and you just see them lighten up. You see them glow within. And that, that to me, that is it. Because I know how I, know how I feel on this path and it, it's hard to explain um, how beautiful it is to me. And right. to be able to give, you know, not, well, not give it to it, but let another learn of that to have them birth that from themselves, that is that's beautiful. Yes, thank you uh, for sharing that. Um, so can you tell us um, what are you doing in the community today, in the here and now? Um, I know you said you took over the priestess position. Uh -huh. um, are there other um, activities and things that you are involved with where maybe people can get more of you and what you're, you're teaching and your guidance? I do have a YouTube channel. It's um, Dragon Rose Creation 1013. Um, there mm -hmm. I'll do, I put, um, after my astrology shows that I do air, I post stuff on there. I post little tidbits and I'm, I try to do really good. It's kind of hard to spread myself out so much, you know, because there's just one of me. Um, I have that. Um, and like I just stated, I have the Astro Tarot Show that airs on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. on FringeTV.online. Um, and I do that. I offer up. That is an astrology. I mean, sometimes they're an hour and a half, and oh, I can no. sit and talk to you about astrology for an hour. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, for those people that want to hang in there, um, but then I do, and, and I do post the readings separately. Some people just want to see the tarot readings, and um, and I try to educate people by putting these planetary aspects and with the tarot and showing how that how it connects. Um, I am a writer for the Witches Brew magazine. I'm the I do the uh, kitchen corner there, oh, um, kitchen witchery, the herbals and stuff like that. Um, right now, I, I do go to festivals. I am a part of the uh, the International Pagan Music Association, Ooh. so um, I attend festivals um, all around as much as I can. I love going to festivals. Um, I hope to be able. I'm still working on getting my strength back, but I want to start being more active in the festivals around me, especially here. Um, Jacksonville, Florida is not too far from me, so um, I'd like to get you know started down there. I haven't really been, but um, I've just been in this area for just now two years. So, yeah. you know, getting settled in and, and all that kind of good stuff. 
can be time consuming as well as doing everything else that I'm doing. So, um, and, you know, just try to, I help people. If I meet people in my community, I'm like, look, you know, if you have any questions, anything like that, if you want to be, um, you know, anything they, they might want to ask, you know, there I am. Here's my email. Send me an email. You know, I'll answer you to the best of my abilities. If I don't know, we will sure find out. So, um, but that's what I'm doing right now. Gosh, there's, um, I'm a part of the Savannah Mystics uh, Mall community. That is a community that me and some friends of mine, they did most of the work. Um, I'm kind of like way back here now. But um, it's like a platform community for people that are, uh, spiritual in the spiritual world that are tired of the of like Facebook platforms and all that kind of stuff right um, stuff like that just that's, to... that's awesome is that something that is just local or is that something that like anybody can anybody act? can do it's a platform it's like Facebook if you remember uh, Facebook in like the beginning how kind of generic it was right. um, it's right. a platform like that and it has um, mystical sailors, uh, they sell their wares on there. So different things like that, but it's um, mysticsmall.com. And okay. um, it's a nice little community and it's free. So, oh, that's wonderful. Okay. Um, so we're trying to spread that around. There's a lot of people that just have, they just don't want social media anymore. And right. I did it, but you know, so we have that. There's not an app for it, so you know you have to go on um, do the the browser. So okay, but, and is it Mystic yeah. Mall or Mystics? Plural. Mysticsmall.com. Correct. All right, awesome. I will definitely make sure to uh, add that yeah. in and share that. Yeah, um, we'll, I think we'll try our best to get that built up and and have that outlet for everybody. Um, you know. Uh, my friend Tammy, she and I, we've done we've done the Savannah Mystic Fair. That's something that we used to do. And when I moved away, it's like we can't do it. We were going to do one, then COVID hit, so that was it. But uh, then I moved, so no more Savannah Mystic Fair. So we're trying to do the fair down this way, and um, we're looking for a place down here. And that's just a big old a big old psychic fair. So <laughs> where are you located at now? I'm in St. Mary's, Georgia. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. How far is that from Savannah where you used to have everything? Two hours. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. cool. I'm, I'm always happy to find new places where there are other pagans in the community so that other people can reach out that are maybe close to you and especially finding um, events and stuff. And you did say that you were a part of the uh, International Pagan Music uh, Association. Okay. Uh -huh. um, do they, do you know, do they have um, a place where people can come together and, and list somewhere on the website, like events and festivals, or do you know of a place where all of those are listed? I don't, I don't think they do um, for that one. Um, I do know that there was a Facebook page that was, I'm trying. It was talking about festivals. I mean, used to you could find all of them, all of them on Witchbox. I really miss Witchbox. <laughs> I really miss that. Um, there used to be a Facebook page, but off offhand, you know, that's something that's very much needed. Um, 
in our community. And, you know, I agree. For those, that, for those that want to tackle something like that, have some kind of, you know, have some kind of uh, page where you can list all the festivals that are going on because there's festivals that were going on around me that I had no idea about. Right. Until, exactly. until I got involved in all this. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know, um, well, being the witch source, maybe that's something I need to work on is add a place and um, make all these connections that I'm getting doing these lovely interviews and start listing where it, it's a source because that's the whole point is to be a resource for witches that's to be able to go to and connect. So um, I think that's a great idea. And maybe we can connect and get some stuff worked out. Um, yeah. Get it started so I can get some events listed because I really think that's so valuable i hear so often and you are probably so familiar with this um people think they're alone yeah they think they're completely alone they think that there's there's no pagan community around them available um and i think people would be so surprised at the the number of like-minded people that are near them and it only takes a few getting together to say hey let's try to do an event you know, right. and then you get more people coming, then you get the turnout and you can find out, you know, there are people. Is that basically how you got started with some of your events? When um, I worked for a ghost tour company for a little bit. And, oh, nice. and part of that, what I had to do is put events together. And um, I worked with my friend Tammy, and she taught me how to do event planning and that sort of thing. So we would we would we would um, create like these paranormal hunts, you know, I, I hate to call them hunts, but like an investigation, paranormal investigation. We would do stuff like that, and you know, living in Savannah, it was just um, a great place for it. Yeah, it was. You know, one of the the tour company that I worked for at the time was one of the oldest walking tour companies there so you know we had a they had a little bit of clout you know so um we got to do a lot of things that some may not have some of the investigation so i learned how to do that and that's how i learned how to do festivals because what was going on at the time is there was nothing nothing for no, no kind of psychic fair no kind of nothing going on and i noticed that we would do it like every three months like every three months, we would do something like that. And everybody loved it. Um, we did it at different places. We had friends that had shops. Um, they had yoga studios and stuff like that. So we would go from place to place. And then we noticed there was like this bigger company that came through that did the psychic fair. And I'm like, wow, okay. It was, you know, it was like this big entity that goes um, something about the mystic fairs or psychic fair, something that kind of like a bigger thing so we're like okay whatever we're, we're still not stopping because right. you know um we at that time we had made connections we had made good friends and you know we're there for the community right and if right. the community wanted us there then we were going to be there and um so we kept on until we couldn't do it anymore but and it's so bad because it's like now I'm just like itching. It's like, okay, I got to put a festival together. It's been a while. I need to put an event together. We've got to do an event. You know? And it's like, when? Right, right. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, but there's so, you know, 
the time, the isolation that we all went through really did a number on some people. Yeah. And yeah. I do feel that it is good to have these festivals just like going on something all the time because, you know, our schedules are hectic. You know, some days, some weekends were free, some weekends were not. And sometimes, you know, as it turns out, those weekends we are free, nothing's going on. But those weekends we can't break away. There's this big festival. So the more we have, the more able we'll connect and, and to become a community and that sort of thing. And as far as here in St. Mary's, I mean, I know there's a community in Jacksonville, but even Jacksonville itself is, depending on where you're going, that can be an hour drive. Right. Um, Jacksonville's a big city. And there's people out here. I've met them. Um, I was in Walmart and met someone. You know, it's like, you know, you just thought, I like your necklace. You know, <laughs> right? You know, that kind of thing. It's like code word. Like, hey, I'm one of you. Um, but um, there's people here, and I know that. But it's just like, you know, you don't want to be a creep. Like, hey, come over to my house. You know, <laughs> right? Right. You don't want to be the creeper. So I don't know. You know, I, I think it's a good idea and to find some place that, you know, because going to people's houses can be scary for other people. And some people don't want to open up their houses to people. True. Um, but finding those places and just even going to a park, say, hey, let's meet at the park. It's a public park. Right. Exactly. If you don't have a picnic at a public park. Yes. It doesn't matter. You know, um, go for, you know, go for a walk on the trails. We have the uh, state park here, Crooked River. Go for a walk there. Do that. You know, even they have facilities, that, you know, for festivals you can use. So, you know, just different stuff like that. And, and it's the problem with creating the festivals and stuff is, you know, getting people to help you because everybody wants to party, but nobody wants to work. <laughs> and hey, love to party too but that work's got to come first right you gotta have that you gotta have that work if you want that dream you know but um i think that's a good idea to be a source like that that's a good idea because a lot of people just they don't I know what's going yeah I mm -hmm. it's it's very sad especially if they're living in households that do not um support their lifestyle right and I think that's that's what we find a lot of here with the witch source. When I get emails, that's a lot of what I get is they're they're new to the path, and you know the people around them aren't very open to it, so it's not something that they can talk about. So that's why so many of them love listening to the podcast because they can get that information, they can get um, that that sense of okay, I'm not alone. You know, there are other people out there, and that was the whole reason I started the podcast because I wasn't finding what I wanted. Um, right. I didn't see the information out there that I wanted. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to put it out there. <laughs> so you have to start somewhere. You do. You have to start somewhere and it doesn't, and it doesn't matter where you are. You can always start. And um, I've, I've had people that come to this path that's older than me, you know, older than me and are just now, able to come to come to the path and and to do you know um and to walk their spiritual walk to do what their soul is calling them to do so you know it can any walk any time of life you can just open up to it you know yeah oh yeah and i think that 
you know, it, it doesn't matter the age, it's still scary. Yes. It's still scary because we all go, we've all heard about the crazy cults out there that's going to get us. And while there are some of them out there, true. Um, yeah. you know, there's some people that are actually okay. <laughs> right. That are, that are in it for the right reason and want to just share right. the information and not push anybody in a certain direction. Right. Yeah. Well, it's not about power. It's not about gaining power. Exactly. Um, you know, it's when in one of my um, in one of my trainings, you had to learn the difference between a leader and a boss. What is a leader and a boss? And everybody takes that word boss, and they don't, you know, they, they think it's great, but a boss is not what a leader is. Right. A boss is someone who barks orders. A leader is someone who gets in there and grabs, gets in the trenches and grabs people by the hands and pulls them out and says, this is the way to go. Or, you know, here you go. This is out. Now you go where you need to go kind of thing. Exactly. But they help you out of that rut. And um, that was one of those things you had to learn. Different I love words. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. Because um, that is, I think that's the part that's missing sometimes. Um, yeah. that, that that difference between you're it's not all about the power for you know it's not about who's at the top and who gets to direct mm -hmm. and you know it's there's so much more to it so on that note can you share for us what it's like being in a coven from a member standpoint and from a priesthood standpoint a bigger headache no <laughs> Well, you know, um, I guess I was kind of different with mine because I had, when I started, when I started studying and started learning other tradition, you know, I had to start at the bottom, but I had already had a good amount of knowledge behind me. So it was kind of easy in some things, but learning the history and the myths and those things like that were very challenging because I didn't know them. <clears throat> and as you know, Celtic language, we have all these, well, not language, but the Gaelic language. Yeah. Um, and there's several of them. I mean, you know, there's a difference between Irish and Scottish and how many different Scottish versions of Gaelic can we go back to? Um, you know, it's the pronunciation of the words were really hard. And that was, that's a big hindrance for people. Right. Um, they read it, but they don't know how it's pronounced. Yes. And that's when you have to go. I mean, there's, just Google it. I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. what I do. And, um, and then you can, you can find out, but as far as being a member, you just kind of like, well, I would just show up and do what I need to do. And, and now I'm like, I have to show up and I have to do what needs to be done. Not what I'm told needs to be done. It's more, um, you know, you you have to intuitively do things. We just had a coven gathering this weekend. So <laughs> it was, you know, um, planning everything out, and putting everybody together and just putting everybody together that lives um, because we are uh, long distance. So just getting everybody together at the same time. And we were still missing some, you oh, know, because things came up, you know. Um, you know, emergencies happen. You can't stop emergencies. And um, that's cool. You know, that's okay. But 
we had a wonderful time. We had a wonderful gathering. And um, I think it's just the culmination feeling that you feel um, to be that. I don't quite, I'm, I'm, I don't like to be that one that sits up on the throne all the time. I'll get, I'll get down and talk to you. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get down and talk to people. Um, I do take my time. I have to, but it's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of organizing, and I understand now. While I was um, really, uh, Rainda really emphasized focus and patience with yeah, I get it now. You know, you get some of these things later on. You're like, oh, yeah, I got that. And um, it's, a, it's a humbleness. It, it, it does make you feel humble. Yeah. I can definitely see that. What has been some of the pros and cons of being in a group setting or in a coven versus being solitary? Oh, wow. Well, number one, you know, solitary, I really did feel alone. I really did feel alone. And I did a lot of work on my own and, and things like that. But as far as being a coven, this is where I got my foundation. This is where I found structure. And as freedom loving as I am and rebellious as I can be, um, there does need to be a bit of structure in our lives because of of how it's wired here, you know? We have to have that little bit of structure to help us go, and that has that has helped me out a great, great deal. Um, because I can be a wildfire and just go. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Is part of it the accountability, you think? You know, um, I don't mind being accountable for what I do. If, if I do it, it's just I did it. You know, I will pay for it. It's not that I, and there's some things that, you know, I've done in the past, and I'm like, you know, sorry, I don't do everything maliciously. That's not my intent. But accountability, oh, yeah, 100%, I have it. it. It all falls with me. Every bit of it falls with me. Right. And, um, but, you know, in saying that you can only lead a horse to water. Right. So I can only, I can only help you so far and I can only encourage you so far. And you have to do that. Um, you know, people just, they don't want to learn sometimes. They just have this idea of how things are supposed to be. And they want, they're set on that. So they're set on this this um, fantastical ideal they have planned for them and they're not looking at, well, this is reality. You know, that's beautiful and all, that's wonderful, but this is where we are. Um, it's just, you know, especially if they've come from, if they're coming out of, you know, our mainstream religions, mm -hmm. if they're coming out of that, that can be, and it is about mm -hmm. deprogramming yourself. Right. Um, that is one thing that we take uh, for granted is the deprogramming part because you have to rewire your mind because um, in our world, there's not a spin. Right. 
I mean, you know, when we look at energy, energy is neither good nor bad. It is what it is, what it is. It's our perceptions. It's our intent. It's what we will it into being. So there's that. And there's like the typical way of, of, of older thinking that you can pull back into about submissiveness and, you know, things like that. It's like, um, you know, you, you've got to stand up with you. To me, this path is all about, even though it's, it's not pushed that way. It is all about self-empowerment. Yes. All about it. It is about getting off your knees and standing up and being self-sufficient in your right. Taking your sovereignty. Learning how to take care of you. Do not trust another person to take care of you because they will not. You will be the last thing on their list. Right. So as long as you have yourself covered, you know that you and yours can be taken care of. And that's what this path does. It says, get off your butt. And my high priestess used to always tell me, she said, look, the goddess will help you, but she's not going to slide a cheeseburger underneath your door. You know, <laughs> she's right. like, you got to get up and you've got to work. And yeah, it was, it was hard. I worked hard to get through um, the training that I did. I worked very hard. Um, many times I wanted to walk away many times but you know it's like that whole that whole thing is when you're spiritually evolving you're having this they call it the shadow or the ego part of you you go back and forth and you end up being drugged by your hair or you're kicking and screaming the whole time and um then you just learn that you have to you have to surrender it's about surrendering not to not in essence to some deity, for example, but to that flow. Right. And there's it's a it's a bigger picture there. There's a bigger picture there, and an understanding. You know, I'm one that I believe that our birth charts, when we come into this world, that you know our birth charts are like a blueprint, and it's something that you know we are wanting to work on in this. We look at our north node where we're going. We look at our south node where we've been. This is what we're coming out of, and this is what we, you know, this is what we're having to transform into. And, you know, that's, I don't think we just appear here and then just go away. We're here for a reason. And all of us have different gifts and skills and, and all unique. It doesn't matter if there's 12 Reiki masters. I promise you, every, all 12 of them do healing different, every mm -hmm. single one of them, no matter if they're trained in the same technique everything it's just their energetic expression is different and that matters and in order to get that clarity one has to be clear and balanced and grounded and centered within themselves and that's work <laughs> that's work it is it, it really is you know especially whether you are in a group and especially if you're solitary like you said doing that work is is where it's at and it's not easy work no you know i think a lot of witches have this um idea that you know they're just going to get into magic and there's going to be these magical rituals and spells wow. and their life is going to just be magically turned around they're going to wake up one day and everything's going to just magically be put into place and that's not so. That's that's not how it works at all. You work slowly but surely at it every day. 
Uh-huh. And then one day you might wake up and say, I did it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the life that I have and I love everything that is around me. Uh, and I appreciate the fact that I'm here and everything I did to get here. Um, right. And that's the magic. That that process is part of the magic. Right. And, you know, um, one of the things, too, is that, you know, people do come to this path to get into magic or doing spells. And honestly, in, in our tradition and, and in many traditions, and many witches, I know that, I mean, longtime witches, witches that have been witches for 40, 50 years, you know, they'll tell you that spell work and magic, that's one of the last things to go to. Because you are supposed to be magic. Yes. Everything that you do, from stirring the soup, to stirring your coffee, putting your makeup on, all of that is a part of, it can be incorporated into that. You are magic. You are. You don't have to do these incantations every single day. I mean, yeah, if you want to do affirmations, you know, incantations, spell work, stuff like that. You don't have to do that. And, and I see these spell a day kind of things. And and I guess it's cute. And, and I'm not trying to judge anybody. I'm just saying you don't have to do that. Right. It's within you. And, you know, sometimes we can make talismans or we can make these little charms and stuff to kind of empower that. Right, reinforce you know, it. Right, but we don't have to work, you know, like that um, all the time. I mean, unless you're trying to, unless you're doing some really serious working. Right. But it shouldn't be the go-to. And that's what I see a lot in the community is it's a go-to. Right. I mean, when you can go, or when you can go to five below I mean, and, and I know, I mean, hey, people do it. That's that's cool. I get it. But, but you've got white sage and you've got all this stuff here. And it's kind of like. you got the incense and you got the crystals yeah. and you've got the books and you've got the cards. and Right. And it's like, well, it's wonderful that it's out. Right. I mean, considering when I was younger um, in the bookstore that, I, that uh, my boyfriend bought my tarot cards from, that was the only set in there. Right. They have this one section that was a cult, one little section, <laughs> and the rest of it was, you know, you know, regular stuff. But, um, you know, I kind of feel sometimes that it takes the sacredness out of things when it's exploited that way. But mm-hmm. then again, I mean, it's getting those items to people who wouldn't normally have those items. True. So can we get the sword, right? The double-edged sword. Exactly. It truly is. And and a lot of times now I'm finding that they're moving the magical occult to the self-help section or -hmm. putting it right next to it. And, but there's a reason for that Uh, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There is a reason, but you know, we don't want to have people out and, you know, doing crazy stuff. (laughs) People will do crazy stuff. Um, or accuse you of doing crazy stuff. True. Uh, and that's one thing that people don't realize too. And that's, you know, everybody, when they're like, oh, they wake up one day and I'm a witch. 
and and which is wonderful but you know that that's great but you don't want to be screaming that right you know where i live at even here it's still i mean i went into one of the uh, one of the uh, clothing stores here and i was carrying one of these bags that just i got it from tj maxx it just said psychic and it had a big crystal on it it's just a bag to carry stuff in nothing just a cute little you know gimmicky bag and you know i heard them say i can't believe she walked up in here with that i can't believe she's just in here i heard this and this is this day and age is everyone like that no but there's certain areas of our country that are still within the bible belt yes and you know in in my days i mean i've been at this um i went to look at a um, an old cemetery out in the middle of nowhere it was just one of those old family ones and people called the police on us while we were out there because they said that we were doing a black mass in the middle of the day um at this this graveyard and it's like oh my goodness it's like no (laughs) but i mean it's yeah in the middle of the day you know um no the misperceptions are real mm -hmm. i mean they're very much real some people really think i think the biggest thing is when you tell somebody that you're pagan is oh pagans are evil do they worship the devil right i think that of all not just to them pagans are evil people that are bad and i'm like if you only knew the true history right because even you know, when we look at history, it's not just a certain people that's been lied to. Everybody has. And the way that these mainstream religions got started um, wasn't pretty. And I, and I know we all have dirty hands. We all have bloody hands when it comes to that. But the the onslaught, you know, its beginning was not done in purity. It right. was not um, done so. But, um, yeah, you just... and. That's stuff you have to learn. That is stuff you have to dive deep in because, you know, when you look at Celtic, when you look at the Celtic part, there's certain areas that are highlighted. Like you can have the Scottish stuff highlighted, the um, Irish, and then because, you know, and then you go on down deeper. That whole section was what, from Spain all the way to Austria? That's that whole land there. It's a lot larger than what people realize. It's large. And, And the thing of it is, is, you know, those people were robbed of their culture as well. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of them were oral. They weren't written. So if everybody's killed, nobody's they're forgotten. Like they're yeah. They're forgotten. And, um, you know, that's a, that's, that's a big thing. And I think that goes into why there's such an uprising of people turning turning back to the old ways. Yes. Going there because they're connecting and they're understanding that you know, I mean, I, I know, like, for my people, my people were forced here. Um, they were a part of, um, well, I have Native American, but they were mm-hmm. run off of the land of Scotland, the MacFarlane's. They were run off that with the McGregor's and uh, all of those. They were run off their land. Um, the Jacobites. and Yeah, I really... I think one of the best ways for people to really get started um, in the craft is to do the history, do your personal history, find out what your roots are, find out where your blood lies, where your blood is going to sing. 
exactly. do the history and do the history of that tradition and really research and study. That's what you started with was you said yeah. you started with the different traditions and learning the histories and, and trying to yeah. figure out and learn the mysteries um, and the myths. They go hand in hand. All of that goes hand in hand. hand. Oh, yes. Yeah. And there, there's that is the true depth of the craft, not the spells. You know, just no. like you're saying. And I, and there is so much confusion, I think, around that. Um, so I'd highly um, encourage people to, to do the research. Yeah, exactly. Because people just, um, you know, and some of our books are like, well, I want to start. Well, one of our recommended reading books is The Dark Side of Christian History. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard, well, I don't want to learn about Christian Christian history. I want to learn about the craft. Well, in order to understand where you are today, you have to understand how you got there. Right. And then we have to understand how we can resolve this mm-hmm. and how we can um, make it better, so to speak. Um, how we can use that information to create something. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to create better, not worse, but better. And um, and heal. And heal. If we don't know what went on, how can we heal from that? There's a lot of us that that have these ways of thinking. And when you when you understand this, you begin to see this in other people. Like they have a beat down attitude. Or they'll have like this, um, like a slave mentality of, I have to keep my nose to the grinder. I have to keep going. Mm. And you have these people that are just workaholics that that's all they're working for because that's all they have self-identified with is a job, is a Mm -hmm. job where you could be replaced tomorrow. Right. You know, they wouldn't even miss a beat. You know, I've, I've seen it. People have passed away. The, that evening, there was an ad put up for their position. It's like, right. there's something deeper here. And yeah, if we learn those myths and what they meant, and you know, in some of them, you know, some of these people they said were, were real people that really existed in time. And, and that's, you know, it's cool to read. But I do have to caution that a lot of people get confused by some of the writing because it was written by Christian monks and they didn't understand. Right. And that's when you have to start looking into some symbology and what things meant then. Um, when you had the Romans describing, um, oh, what is the island they took? It was the last stronghold of the Druids and the women were running on the beach. With, they said they had braids in their hair. And I think it was like, um, it was their, their hair braided and on fire. But it wasn't. It was actually, <clears throat> excuse me, it was braids of, of, the, um, of grass. They were burning because they were doing protection and stuff like that while the Druids were doing their work. But when you hear that told in the other, it's like they sent their women out. And that's because that was their view. Mm-hmm. You know, they were very, that they had that patriarch mindset. And, you know, Um, I'm sorry, my throat, but um, when they saw it, it was like they sent their women out here to fight us with swords to die. I mean, they're just slaughtering. Why would they send their women out to us? Why would they hide behind their women? 
So to them, the Druids were cow cowards. Now, we can't say what happened, what didn't happen back then. All we can do is go back by these things that are being found out. And luckily, people aren't stopping at the, the orthodox acad academic learning and are going beyond that and getting out there and doing research themselves and meeting the people. Um, you know, meeting those people that are living in that land and learning from them, learning their stories from their mouth, that is, that will tell you a lot. Right. Because you probably know as well, their story keepers that they pick, they just don't pick them out of a hat and say, oh, Ron is good. Ron, you're around? No? Okay, well, let's pick Susie. She's good. They have to have a certain, many times, a certain bloodline. They have to be able to retain um, it's not just something they wake up to do. This is stories that they're taught over and over, which is, um, it's like they are the book. Right. They are so, the living book. And, of course, they're not perfect because, you know, we're human. But you can find out a lot of truths from them when they talk about history. And you can see how well, um, how well traveled our world was and how connected the people was before the um all of this came about with the whole invasions and and all of that right about so you can you can really see that but um you know I, my only thing is is that my biggest thing with the pagan community is that there's too many chiefs and not enough indians meaning too many people want to sit in their chair and bark orders and tell you you're wrong. And I know that they've, they've paved the way. I know they've done the work. But, you know, at some point, you know, you've got to realize you don't know everything. Right. There's always and room to learn more. There's always room to learn more. And sometimes the those elders in the community can seem like they're just closed off and they've learned all they can learn. But, you know, when you get to that point, then you're not living. Right. So right. that's one thing. But, you know, for those that are seeking and those that are um, out there, I mean, there's people out there. You just have to look. I mean, you seriously have to look. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah, I've been working a lot. Um, I know people have kind of wondered where I've been because I've been a little quiet here recently. Um, and a lot of what I've been doing is trying to make the website that source and putting more of the myths up there and the the mysteries and the why we do what we do or um, give that information, give that resource. Um, can you, I know you uh, recommended one book. Um, are there some favorite books that you can recommend to people on the path? On the path? Oh, let's see here. One of my go-tos is, and I want to show you the, um, I bet I put it up, is The Witch's Bible by um, Janet Bearer, and um, I can't remember his name. Okay, I can look it up. That one's good. <clears throat> the Witch's Bible, that is really good. It's got all the Sabbaths in there. And it explains what's going on in those Sabbaths. Those are very important, um, you know, to know. So you can break it down and understand what it's about. And the thing is, is and, and I encourage people also, around these Sabbaths, we just had Imolk, so 
Mm -hmm. know, write in your journal, what is going on now? And they're like, I have to write about this every time, every year. Yes, because it's an unfolding. There's something new every year that is teaching you. Right. Journals, journals is a must. You have to buy a journal and keep that. I have one for my dreams. I have one for moons. I have one for Sabbaths. Um, I do that. Um, we are on the same page with that. I always recommend starting with a journal. <laughs> yes. Start with a journal. Um, wow, these are. Hmm. I wouldn't recommend those for beginners. Anything yes. by, you have Lit Off the Cauldron. Patricia Crowther, she's a great author. Um, I love Patricia uh, Crowther, she's awesome. Uh, then you have Doreen Virtue. She's um, you know, Virtue Valiente is good. Um, all of those older authors, and, and I get really paranoid about mentioning some of these newer authors because I heard the biggest big scandal that they weren't actually authors. They had paid right. They were they paid ghostwriters. Some of them were. And I'm like, Ooh. oh, my goodness, who was that? So I, I get really nervous. But I like to stick to the tried and true kind of stuff. Um, one book in particular here that where did she go? Um, Lori Cabot also. Oh, that's not it. Um, Lori Cabot also. She has a really good book called Power of the Witch. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that for a read. Um, that was that's a different perspective too. I know a lot of people like the Lori Cabot and the Cabot tradition. Um. But if you start out with like Patricia Crowley and then you have uh, Valiente, you have um, the virtue, those kind, um, and, and Witchcraft Today by Gerald Gardner. I mean, I know some people don't care for him, but that's a good book. Right. You know, and information. Because, yeah, it's got good information in it. It's not about his personality and his character. It's about information that he has obtained. And, um, but, you know, Gerald Gardner, he, he, did, he did a lot for the community, no matter what people want to say. But, you know, I'd start with those. I would start with um, those authors and go from there. Wonderful. Um, if somebody is interested in getting started in a coven um what are your um i don't know top three suggestions in in feeling out joining a coven well there is a um a speaker's bill of rights that is out um if you are if you are approached or you you know you know someone you want to join the coven um always ask your um Priest, priest, whoever's running it, their upline. Ask them about their history. Ask them how long they've been on the path. They should not have a problem answering you. If somebody, if somebody is tr is claiming a tradition, they will not have a problem giving you an upline. And even if you want references, they'll give you references as well. You can ask for references. Um, I know some people won't do that, and some people, you know, um, will shy away from that. But yeah. And this is important. You're working with people on an energetic level. Right. Energy is very, very important. Also, um, with us, our coven is closed. 
And a lot of times you will find that. Every now and then those closed covens will open up. And if they do, just see how it works. Because <clears throat> I'm not really one for having that open kind where there can be different people there all the time while you're doing workings. It's okay every now and then to invite people in and to share and, you know, to share in the celebration, right. that sort of thing. But, um, you know, pay attention to the people there. Also, um, consistency. Is this person consistent? If Do they do things they say they're going to do? Sure, we're all human. We all make mistakes. We all forget. We have to reschedule. We get it. That's that's cool. But are they respectful about it? Are they, is, is this something that keeps happening over and over again? Um, you know, because that just kind of is like flakiness. Um, also, uh, things, they shouldn't ask you to do things that are illegal. Or things that would, um, like, say, for instance, you own a shop, okay, and you sell your wares there. Um, they shouldn't expect you to give that to them or to other members as well. Uh, comp you know, you, that's your job. That's your livelihood. Um, they should pay that. And matter of fact, um, you know, that they, sh they should want to pay for it. They should want to support you and support exactly. that. Yes. Um, now you know different traditions they have different um they have different rites and things like that and that that will be discussed with everyone um you know this is something you do on your free will and i know that's a lot of things you're like well if the question was well if i'm in can i leave and i'm like what do you mean i mean what do you mean can i leave do i have to be here do i does this mean i'm this for life no it doesn't it doesn't. You should be able to leave a coven anytime. Now, how that, how they go about that is completely up to them, whatever they do. Um, different, different covens have different bylaws. So, yeah, you can, anytime, you can go. Um, some people, it just gets too much and they just need to step back. It's just, they can't handle it all. And that's right. okay. That's okay. I get it. I feel like that <laughs> sometimes too. <laughs> like, what did I do? Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just just pay attention. If if something is seeming sketchy or off, investigate it. Right. Investigate it. Don't be afraid to ask questions. And even when those things that are there, the questions that are asked, because some of the stuff is is coven business, and that's fine. But they will try to answer you in the best way that they can, you know. And um, like I said, it's not some secret that you're just, <laughs> it's just, it's just how it is. It's like, this is a tradition. If you want to know it, then you have to join a tradition. Right, <laughs> right. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's, I'm, you know, I've heard the stories about it. I've, I've heard the stories about some of these covens. And I'm like, what? There was this one coven in uh, Savannah. The girl was was claiming to be Gardnerian. And she's claiming to be of Gardnerian link, uh, lineage and a an actual tradition there. Um, she would only give her a magical name. And that's fine. That's fine. You know, you have every right to keep your, um, to keep your public name to yourself. I mean, usually you're, um, usually the leader of it would, the, the priest or priestess would have that information. But, that's fine. You don't have to broadcast that. 
But um, it's good if you do because it sets up a form of trust. Right. But I could not find, and I I looked on the um, the Gardenarian Seeker page on Facebook and asked around because I know some uh, up there people. Nobody heard of her. <coughs> so it's, I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> We've talked a lot. <laughs> I do that. I talk a lot. Um. But, you know, nobody, and she wouldn't answer questions by people. And I'm like, and you're still going there? Well, yeah, you know, it's like, okay, you just don't want to be alone. People go right. sometimes because they just don't want to be alone. And they like the, uh, they like the socialization of it. But if people want to answer your questions, that's red flags. Right. I mean, if they, if they can't, that's one thing. But if they can, that's entirely different. Um. But yeah, it's the Seeker's Bill of Rights. I mean, I'm sure they can Google that. I usually, uh, um, I know that it's on the witchcraft teachings, the core. I know it was on there. I've put it on um, my group, the Cauldron of Allen. Um, but it's, I'm sure they can go to Seeker's Bill of Rights. And they right. have that. They have that. But now, the other thing that people have to understand is that just because you go and petition doesn't mean you're going to get in sure. because you may not be a good match for that coven and that's not personal right that's not personal <clears throat> some people try to fit into places that they don't really fit into and you know and maybe they you just don't everybody don't get along and you can't have a coven like that you can't have a coven running smooth where people are not getting along. Having right. spats and having disagreements is one thing, but you have to have that connection. True, very true. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that was one of the biggest problems that Buckland had when he bought when he brought that knowledge to the states. Is everybody wanted him to train him, and he couldn't. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. He's right. one person. Very true. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about or mention that we haven't covered? No, just uh, go go listen to my astrology. <laughs> yeah, um, tell us again how they how everyone can find that because I would I would love wow. to sit in and listen. Um, what do you share um, like for the week? Is it the astrology for the week or the month? I share it for the week, and it airs every Wednesday on FringeTV.online at 8 p.m. And that's 8 p.m. wherever you are because it's like it's an Internet TV, so it's different in different countries. So it's 8 p.m. Oh, on Wednesday, wherever you are. Um, you can find me on YouTube. It's at Dragon Rose Creations 1013. That's 1013. And um, I also have Spotify as well. It's Inner Wisdom. It's I-N-N-E-R Wisdom. Um, I do that on Facebook. Okay. You can find me um, Astro Tarot with Serona Rose. Very simple. <laughs> so um, you can find me there. Um, I am on Rumble, and that's Serona Rose. Um, of course, I'm on TikTok, and I think I'm Serona Rose on TikTok too. I try to get on there, and 
issues. Like I said, I'm busy. Right. <laughs> I'm busy. It's, it's, it's easier to throw up a little post sometimes than it is to do a video. Right. Um, but yeah, if they, if they follow me on, um, let's see, um, if they follow me on Facebook, I usually put everything on my ass on my Astro Tarot with Serona Rose. Okay. When I release when I release the astrology reading for the week, I put everything on that Facebook page. Okay. Every okay. bit of it. And if somebody is not on that and just wants to get my stuff, if they if they want to, you know, listen to my readings and things like that when they come out and they're not on social media, I would suggest them just follow me on YouTube. Um, and again, that's at Dragon Rose Creations 1013. That are um, that would be the best one. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I would love to get together again in the future uh, and talk some more, especially if um, you happen to get some events ready and we can talk about those. If that yeah. happens to come up again, which I hope it does. Well, um, we are getting, we're getting ready to, um, we're planning out the International Pagan Music Association Awards. Oh, good. And those are really good. If everybody likes pagan musicians, um, and we'll get that up, and I'll let you know about that too. Um, that is in the making. So, and um, there is a place tag is coming up. It's Trees of Avalon Gatherings. Okay. That is that's coming up in April or May. But if they look up Trees of Avalon Gatherings, awesome. I'm having to close my eyes and see the word. But, um, but yeah, but as soon as I, and I've got your contact. So as soon as I find out about anything, I'll let you know as well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, my email, if anybody, um, wants to get uh, in touch or has more questions for Serona or the witch source, my email of course is the witch source at gmail.com. Anybody can reach out. Um, if you have a request of somebody that, uh, you want to have interviewed, or if you ever have questions about someone we've interviewed or want more contact information, you can reach us there. Uh, thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to share your information out with the world. Uh, and yeah, I think that's it from us. So thank yeah. you. Thank you. Have a wonderful Have a rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Stay magical. Oh, 